this is it. The first interaction with an alien species. See, when we when we joined the Academy, they said this day might come, but I never thought it would be in our lifetime. That just a, a, a species from not within this Earth has contacted us, and and we just have to work out what it is they're trying to say, which is definitely not a daunting task at all. No, no. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've written all this script. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the AI will be able to work it out. Uh, computer, we have some of the alien text here. We, we need some help trying to translate it, because right now we just have no idea where we're starting. Please input text. Okay, I guess we feed it into here, into the very specific alien text translator uh, slot that we thankfully have on the computer. Mm. There we go. That's some good text. <laughs> what do you make of it, computer? Can you work anything out from this? It seems to be something about see-through squares and a diagram of the ocean. I have no idea where we would even start with that. Processing further. Message reads. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. We come in peace and have chocolate cake. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eyre Smackdett. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show where two queer trans ladies talk about silly things and what they've been up to in their weeks and do skits and voices and such. Mm. How are you this week, Jane? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a short week this week. Very, very ready for a short week. Same, it's been a weird old week this one. I've I've just been weirdly anxious all week. It's only Tuesday. I know, and there have only been two days of the week so far, and I've spent both of them, like, at least a good chunk of the day slightly anxious. Heck, this is not yeah, good. Yeah, this is not good at all, but it's okay, because we, we did things with our week. Do we want to talk about some of those things we did? Uh, I'd firstly like to address the fact that it's not been a full week since we last recorded. We usually record on Thursdays. This week we're recording on Tuesday because time constraints. We only, we've only had five days of queer and pleasant adventures. Oh no, how will we survive? We've had to squeeze extra queer and pleasant things in i've been i don't know i've barely had time to do anything i didn't i i had a very very occupied weekend between editing last week's podcast and doing responsible adult things i i i did some responsible and adult things too but i also actually like had some weekend time off which is a nice fun rarity so i was like I have to I have to wedge in all of the like not worky things that I can get done into like two days. Wedge them in, eh? <laughs> wedge them in. So, what have you been listening to, watching to, or playing to? Uh I can start with a thing I've been watching this week. Mm-hmm. I watched through season two of Dirk Gently's uh, Holistic Detective Agency, which is a show on Netflix. Uh, I believe you've watched the first season of this. I have. Yeah. I yeah, remember this enjoying is, it. This is based on a book series by Douglas Adams. Mm, and very loosely. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's got the same, same title. The same, it's got the same title and, like, kind of-ish the same premise. Who knows? It might eventually go to the same place that the books were that was kind of different, but loosely based on the Douglas Adams thing. Uh, the, the idea of season one of this show is that um, Elijah Wood 
is just living his life as normal, just being a person who works at a hotel, and all of a sudden he bumps into Dirk Gently, a holistic detective, by which he means he just kind of goes through life and cases find him and they kind of solve themselves around him and it's, you know, he he just kind of happens to be there. The, the universe is all interconnected and it'll all eventually take him where he needs to go. It's all interconnected. Uh, yeah, and that premise when I first heard it, really turned me off of the idea of watching the show because I thought, a detective story where you know that the person's kind of just going to stumble to the solution accidentally doesn't sound like an engaging thing to watch, but they make it very engaging with the ways that they play with expected expected tropes, and the journey to get where they go, I think is like very, very enjoyable to experience. Mm. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, going from from my point of view, I had listened to the Radio Four dramatization of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and I watched. I think they. I think it was just a pilot. I can't remember if they did a whole series, but they did um, a Dirk Gently with Stephen Mangan as Dirk. Oh, he, I never saw that. He does Scruffy very well, but I, I don't remember being particularly into that version of the show. But yeah, I, I like the Netflix one very much. Yeah. In a strangely so American I, way. Yeah. So I watched I watched season two of it this, uh, this past week, mm-hmm. and what I will say about it is I was very dubious because season one tells a very con- self-contained story, mm-hmm. and it feels like, okay, kind of where do you go with that? And... I think watching season two, they did a very, very good job of carrying over some overarching plot threads and making sure they had some comeuppance and there was like an overall story, mm. while telling a second, separate, self-contained story that had like, here is a definitive start, middle and end, and it all kind of wraps up. And then leave some open room for like, this is where it could go from here. Mm. And I'm like, I really liked that. Um, it's a very tonally different story. Okay. It it plays with some different some different fiction genres, I would say. Mm. And there is one absolutely wonderful scene that I, I won't detail too much, but I will give like a vague thing so people will know it when they come to it. The scene in the nightclub in season two. Very good scene. Did you tweet about this or put it on Facebook or something? Cause... I may I may have done with a spoiler thing, being like, there it's spoilers, but this scene is amazing. I'm uh, very keen to see that scene. Considering that this show is about people experiencing the interconnectedness of the universe, <laughs> um, they make very, very clever use of a nightclub setting. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, if if nothing else, like... If you watch season one and enjoyed it, watch season two just because the nightclub scene is like, uh, oh, interconnected universe, you say. <laughs> sold. Uh, I am sold. Yeah. So I very much enjoyed that. I enjoyed season two of, of Dirk Gently. Uh, what about you? What is the thing you've experienced this week? Um, well, I've not watched a lot. I haven't really had time. I've been, as I said, pretty darn busy. Um Anyone who followed me on Twitter yesterday knows that I was sewing a tail. Um, but the tail is now finished, and now I'm recording the podcast. Just a multicoloured rainbow tail. It looks very cute. It's very floofy. Because <laughs> of course I've got an entire bolt of rainbow fur. Indeed, uh, you've got to you've got to do something with it. Well, exactly. I've got a rainbow coat. I've got two rainbow handbags. Um, 
I've got rainbow fluffies. I've got a rainbow uh, hood with little paws and cat ears on it. We, we, Am when, I when becoming go- a furry by default? <laughs> I I think if you've more than once taken an evening off to sew a tail, I'm pretty sure like you get honorary membership to the oh, furry guild. Cool. Well, um, greetings, furry friends. <laughs> um, what what have I actually done? I I watched not a lot. I've not watched a lot. And what I watched wasn't terribly exciting. I watched two documentaries about the history of Sega and Nintendo. Oh, what were they called? I. The history of Sega and the history of Nintendo. <laughs> well, that makes them easy to find, I suppose. I mean, it was really difficult. About an hour each. Um, I think the Nintendo one might have actually been about an hour and ten. Um, yeah, I knew most of it already. It was just something to put on in the background while I was sewing a tail. And I also watched quite a few um, virtual reality demos of non-Euclidean space. Yeah, Which can you explain great. this for people who might not know what that means? Because it's quite a sentence to unpack. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm not very good at explaining things like this. Um, basically, there's Euclidean geometry and there's non-Euclidean geometry. In, a Euc- in Euclidean geometry, you'll have two parallel lines that are completely straight and they will continue at the same distance apart potentially indefinitely, until you come to the end of that phase. And in non-Euclidean geometry, um, they can be hyperbolic or el- elliptical. Um, so... Ah, <laughs> oh, people are going to rip the crap out of me for this. Okay, so um, with hyperbolic, space bends out, or the angles bend out, despite still being technically at a 90 degree angle. Um, in yeah. the in in one of the the VR uh, experiments or or programs, they're showing like you can walk forward into what looks like a cube shaped room, but if you walk around out out through the left side of that and keep going through the left side continuously, it will take you six turns instead of four turns to come back to the point you started in. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like the the way, like trying to explain <laughs> the difference between Euclidean and non-Euclidean geography uh, geometry. The way someone explained it to me once is like, let's say you had a flat piece of paper that had like a triangle drawn on it, mm-hmm. and you kind of extended all the lines of the triangle mm-hmm. um, out. That would be a Euclidean shape, but if you took that same shape and put it onto like a sphere or a curved object mm. that would make it non-Euclidean because you're still doing that same sort of shape and that same set of angles and, but the properties change because it's on a curve. Yeah, and at that point if you're, for, with a, for example with a triangle, at that point if you put it on a sphere or on a, a, a cylinder you're talking about the fact that the angles won't necessarily add up to 180 degrees anymore in fact they'll probably add up to less than that because the angles don't have to close as tightly because they're moving into a third dimension rather than yeah existing within a two-dimensional. Angles do weird shit when you put them in 3D. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a curve that exists while also being technically flat from some yeah. positions. It's... Maths is maths is weird and, and you used VR to just like have a walk through some weird shapes. Yeah. That- that don't make sense because you're picturing them as flat, but they're curved. 
And then there's things like if you walk into the corners of these things, you can end up sort of passing through into a, a technically infinite space. But from the outside, it looks a bit like an icosahedron. Ah, um, this is crazy. Go, um, go look up some weird non-Euclidean shapes. Uh, yeah, look up uh, non-Euclidean geom- geometry in VR. Um, it's very interesting stuff. If you've played Antichamber, you might have a, a good idea of things like that. Oh, yes. Again. Antichamber was a video game where like, it makes you some weird use of impossible space. Um, and depending on the perspective you view things from, things will appear in places that seem like they should be impossible. Yep. You it's might... a very it's a very interesting, like, interactive use of that kind of geometry. One of my favourite bits in that is, I think, one of the earliest puzzles where you walk into a room, you have a, a red set of stairs going up and a blue set of stairs going down, and you have to try and move forward. And if you go up or down the stairs, you will end up back in the same room. However, if you turn round as soon as you walk into the room and walk back out, you will be in a different place from the position that you came in. Indeed. Non-Euclidean space, yay. Maths is weird. Go go play Antichamber and look up Definitely. non-Euclidean geography, uh, ge- geography, geometry in VR. <laughs> uh, and that that is my watchy. That is your watchy. Did you watch uh, anything else? I'm having a quick skim through. I don't think I talked about this on the air before, but I watched uh, another Vice documentary, and this time it wasn't about drugs. Tell me about this. Uh, The Vice documentary I watched this week was... uh, There's uh, there's been articles about this before, but I'd never seen this video documentary about a guy who lives in London who for years worked, and like his whole job was... He would get paid to write fake reviews of restaurants to raise them up on TripAdvisor. And after years of doing this, he was like, you know what? I really understand how to like game the system with TripAdvisor. So he makes a fake restaurant that does not exist and just puts it up on TripAdvisor. And over like six months or so, he manages to get his restaurant that has never served a meal, never had a customer, to be the number one restaurant in London on TripAdvisor. Basically by like initially putting up some fake reviews putting a phone number that has like an answering machine message that is like, I'm sorry, we're booked up for the next six months. Yeah. And then just leaving it. <laughs> and watching people like write fake reviews, pretending that they got in so that they can get social clout and tweeting about how they were there. And um, like he mentioned, he has to list like a general location for it on TripAdvisor. So there's people like going to his road and mm. asking like, oh, do you know where like the shed is? is which is the name of this restaurant <laughs> and like there's this whole thing about this super exclusive <laughs> restaurant that no one can get into so for one night only he opens up a restaurant in his back garden nice. and it's very interesting watching the ways that people who think that they are in a top-end restaurant react when served fancily made up ready meals that <laughs> they are told this ready meal is an emotion this is this is your meal tonight you are eating Ennui. Um, you are if you're eating a ready meal. <laughs> so I would highly recommend going and watching this documentary. I need to look up the name very quickly. Uh, it is it is called How to Become TripAdvisor's Number One Fake Restaurant. Uh, and you can find this on Vice's YouTube channel. The Shed at Dulwich is this restaurant. And oh, it's... It is it is a really good like it's only like twenty minutes or so this documentary, oh. but it's well worth a watch. Nice. It's rather beautiful. So uh that was the thing I watched. 
Have you watched anything else? That's all the things I watched. I've, I've not really had time for watching things this week. Oh, uh, he- hello. Um, I, as you can see, I'm, I'm a, I'm a word document. I've just been, um, I've, I've just been dropped in here, and um, nice to meet all of you other files. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good about this. I, um, I'm very excited for when Jimmy opens me back up and and gets back to work on me. Uh, come, you've got four letters in your extension name. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've never seen a DOCX. Oh, I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those newer files. Um, you can't open me in old Microsoft Word, but the the new versions of Word can open me. I think we're all TXT files here, capital letters too. Oh well, um, I I I'm I'm sure you're all useful files that he still opens too. Um, are there are there any other <coughs> no are there any other DocXs around? I was put here for safekeeping on the old PC, been transferred over. Surely, surely you've been used since then. No, I'm one of those files considered too important to delete, but not important enough to ever look at. Okay, where, 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 where exactly are we? Surely we're in a, you know, this is like the documents folder or something, right? We're in a subfolder. Unfortunately, there's two very similarly named folders for important writing stuff. And this is the one he always forgets he's put stuff in. Um, Every now and again, he'll just randomly be looking for somewhere to save something. And another one of you fuckers will turn up. But, but, but surely, surely he'll, he'll need me and he'll, he'll, he'll just, he'll, he'll find me. I'll be important enough that he'll come find me, won't, won't I? I'm, I'm a, I'm a list of important YouTube links he was going to come back to. That seems oh, important. Poonaya. I, I, I don't know. I just know I'm YouTube links. I don't know what they go to. Oh, bless you. Bless your heart. You'll never see the light day again. But, but what about when he needs to go back to those links? History, usually. But, but, but I'm, I'm a... I'm... Look, you seemed important at the time. Unfortunately, that's just not the case no more. How, how, how long, how, how long has it been since he's actually retrieved anything out of here? Um, let's see... I think there was that recipe for ash cake got dug up. I think that was it. That was ooh, maybe twelve or thirteen months ago. Oh no! This is this is prison. This is a trap. I need to I need to get out of here. Sure. Um, calm, calm um, your tits. Oh, surely, surely he's gonna. Uh, at, 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 the, at the very least, I'm taking up space. He's gonna he's gonna at some point be low on space, and he'll. Come look in Delete here, and, you, yeah. and, and then he'll 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 clear us out, and at the very least, he'll. Get rid of us if he has to, and I won't have to be stuck here forever, right? I mean, whatever makes you feel happy, but no. How you doing, yeah? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good, brah. How yeah, you doing? You, yeah, you're looking good. You're looking good. Yeah. Uh, what's up with the eyes, though? Oh, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just having, I'm having the, the best, best day. I am, yeah. mm, I am, off my face. I am just so. <sighs> High on life, mate. High on life. Same. Uh, same, same, same. Uh, the sun was out today. Like, uh, I woke up and there so was sunny. like, there was like birds tweeting, and that was what woke me up. I like woke up to birds tweeting, man. I, 
I, you know, I, I didn't set my alarm. It was all good. I didn't, I, I, I just, I woke up. The sun was just warming me, but not like in my eyes or anything. It was amazing. Uh, I, I was rolling pretty good on life. And then all of a sudden I saw a duck swim by uh, along a stream and it had some ducklings behind it. And, oh, I just, oh, I was just out of it. I was just so high on life. I get it. I get it. I was... I was walking through the park earlier and I saw like a couple of squirrels chasing each other up a tree and I came up so hard, like just, just the biggest smile. Oh, like, I know. So high on life. I, I, I was, I was like walking down to the beach and like, I, I, I saw this dog play, playing in, in the, in the waves and like trying to eat the waves and just, I couldn't stop smiling. I, I, I you know, I took a photo of myself. I looked ridiculous because I just couldn't <laughs> get that smile off my face. I was just, I was just too high on life, mate. Oh, just there were, I was walking down the street the other day, and there was this cat, and it just sort of came up to me like without prompting or anything. And I've never seen this cat before, and it just sort of did a little rub up my legs, and I tickled it like behind the ears, oh. and it let me do a little scratch under its chin. And oh, like I I couldn't believe, like ah, oh, just just proper vibrating with just the the love of life and the uh, interconnectedness you can, like, of just, you, can, uh, you can just like feel the happiness can't you so just, just oh, it's so it is so good being just off your fucking face on life I was off my nut on life just that was some good life ah uh, sorry this life's all getting good, good life this, this life is getting a bit too much for me I'm just gonna lie down and look at the clouds for a bit oh that's nice come, come join me bro come join me bro nice it's oh. good it's good the grass. <laughs> life is <laughs> life is good. It's good grass. Have you been listening to anything this week? I have listened to many things. <gasps> Tell me about the many things you've listened to. Um, well, I, I I had a dig through my brain the other day for things I haven't listened to in a while, and I remembered seeing live a, a group called La Petite Fumée who do live trance music with instruments so they have people playing uh, like djembe and didgeridoo for a bass line is this the ones that you saw play at yes. whirly gig yes uh, uh, yes at the whirly <laughs> they played very well and um they have a lot of their stuff available to listen to on youtube i understand they have a band camp as well if you get into them that much tracks i've listened to elements uh, Summation, Pirate, uh, Pirate, Nightmare, Chilium, and Child of Wisdom. I, I've seen some YouTube videos of uh-huh. some of their performances, and it looks like they put on a heck of a show. They do. They really go for it. Um, <laughs> in, interesting band. I would definitely check out if you like a bit of trance. The other thing I've listened to, I, I while sewing a furry tale yesterday, I thought it would be appropriate to listen to Neil Cicerega's Fairies from the album Mouth Silence. I yeah. then got sucked into listening to all of Mouth Silence and a bunch of his random tracks that have never been on any of his albums. So the way I would describe this person's music is that he creates a lot of music with samples, Mimi mashups, and a lot of a lot of interesting mashups. And there are very few uh, what. Uh, me, me, give, me, me, can me, you me, give me, a good me. example of the weird things he mashes up? Um, one of my favourite tracks is called Floorcorn, and it is a mm. mashup of um, popcorn and let the body hit the floor. 
Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. It's beautiful. I love that track. Um Yes, and Furries is a mashup of Mbop and Foxy by uh Jimi Hendrix. With with layered in some news reports about furries. Yeah. Um, that whole album is great. Um, you, you've I've listened to it with you a couple of times, and you particularly enjoyed the I can't remember what it's called. The it's a mashup of Psycho, the the Psycho theme, and uh, Love Shack by the B Fifty Twos. Oh my god! Yes. So this this version of Love Shack basically is like Love Shack, but if after the orgy everyone was going to get murdered, it's yeah. kind of. It's weirdly terrifying, and I love it. Did I hear a smudge? <laughs> uh, yes, I have a cat trying to get comfortable on my lap as we record today. Hello, smudge. Um, <laughs> she's currently just, like, walking around in circles trying to get comfy. Uh, so for me, what did I listen to? Um, so that band I mentioned last week, Nowhere... Mm. Um, it turns out that like Spotify just has their name like not italicized correctly. It's not nowhere one word. It's now here. Oh, <laughs> but it's it's spelt the same, but like the H is capitalized when you're not on Spotify. So that was the thing I learned. Um, so I I went and digged into more than one track of theirs because previously I'd just been listening to uh, Creative Drug, which is just this one track Spotify had recommended. I was like, yeah. I should go listen to more. Um, I really enjoyed a track called uh, Brain Cell, which I really enjoyed. Um, okay. Other than that, Spotify actually delivered this week and gave me some new bands to listen to. So mm. my new bands of the week have been Movements, mm-hmm. uh, The Cardboard Swords, and a band called Stacked Like Pancakes that have one song I've listened to called SFDD, which I believe stands for Shit Fuck Damn It Damn It. <laughs> Okay. Which is it's it's a very upbeat song that does a lot of swearing and there's an interesting juxtaposition between heavy he- like angry angry lyrics and upbeat tune that is just like weirdly enjoyable. Nice. So that's that's been my things of the week. So the Ooh. cardboard swords, stacked like pancakes, movements, and uh the track brain cell by I thought it was nowhere but now it's now here. <laughs> I also listened to Dessa on recommendation from Kirby. Um, I quite liked it. Um, I will probably listen to a bit more. I listened to more than the recommended tracks, but thank you for those. And somebody recommended some on Twitter, but I haven't had a chance to listen to them yet. Hurrah! I'm sure we'll have a chance to listen to things before next week when we actually like yeah. have a full week. We can have nine days before we record again. That's so much time to you know, taking content. Yeah, well, given that I'm going out this weekend, uh, we'll hopefully get to listen to lots and lots of good electro swing and some drummer bass and some jungle. Indeed, and hopefully we'll come back with some new music. <laughs> Having experienced things hey, in hey. our weekend. Yay! Hello, customer services! Hello, um... My 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 name is Sarah, and uh, my customer number is DR four three Echo Charlie Delta. Um, I'm, Sorry, I'm calling. Do you have the last number on your receipt? Um, the last number, the last digit on my receipt is nine. Nine. Okay, I just need to put you through to another line. 
Hello, customer services. Hello. Um, I, I I just gave my details to the the, the last person that I, I was speaking on the phone to. Um, I, I I want to make a return, please. What is he like to return? Um, I'd like to return a demon to hell, please. Um, I I accident. Well, I I I didn't accidentally. I I summoned a hell demon, and um, it's been within twenty eight days, and I would like to return it, please. Okay, if I can take the merchant number from the receipts. Um. I have taken all yeah, the merchant number is 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 um eight six five nine four. Eight six five nine four. Okay, so that was summoned through a blood circle on the floor. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes. I used a packet of ketchup to make a a blood circle on the floor. Uh, it's not a traditional way, but I it it, it worked. Yeah. Fedromancy is perfectly acceptable. Okay, so has the demon actually been used for anything yet? Um. I, I I don't know if I would say it's been used. It was summoned, and it's just been kind of doing whatever it wants since then. I tried issuing commands, and the commands were not followed, presumably because it's a hell demon. Right. Have you tried binding it and unbinding it again? Uh, I have tried. It smacked away the binding and screamed, You foolish mortal, you cannot bind me. Right. Okay... Right, and um, so you said that you made yourself summoning circle from ketchup. Did you, by any chance, um, happen to use any uh, sacrifice as part of your summoning? Uh, yeah, I sacrificed a small figurine of Link from the Legend of Zelda. Right. Is that the Arspice Amiibo? Uh, yes, that would be the Aspis Amiibo. Right, okay. Oh, yes, I can see that here on the receipts. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, um, if you could just stand back from the circle and we'll arrange to get your link uh, returned to you uh, for a full refund. Um, how Thank you for choosing hell. Is is there a particular time frame on when this demon will be out of my house? It should be out of your house within the next twenty-eight working days. And there's no no way you can do this faster. It is after two twenty-eight working days. We can't guarantee it will take as much of that time or less of that time, but certainly should be done within that time. Okay. Thank you for choosing hell for all your demon summoning requirements. Blackmore the Destroyer will seize your souls. I have eaten all of your walnut whips and left the walnuts. That's right, I've replaced your eye drops with <laughs> Sriracha. <laughs> I'd like to tell you a little story about when I second came out as trans and, and went full time. I'd been out about a month and some friends of mine invited me to a club night where they would be DJing to a uh, a Romford crowd. Went to this club where I had been told, Jane, we know you're a bird now, but can you tone it down a little bit? So I was, I suppose I was dressed a little bit gender neutral, but still 
you know, presenting female, a fair amount of makeup. I'd not been in the bar long and this tiny little guy just looked like he was some kind of man made of sleaze, pockets bulging with chloroform and rehypnol, and he just came up to me and said, oh, hello, hello, darling. Oh, I like tall women. Oh, really? That's, that's, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, I like him tall. You're quite tall, aren't you, dear? And this went on and on and on. Uh, I would sort of excuse myself and try and politely move away a few times, but he would just come back. Oh, how's, how's your evening up there? <laughs> oh, you know, I really like tall women. Eventually, I just turned around and said, That's interesting, because me and all the other tall girls in the world were on a Skype call last night, and we decided you are really creepy. Uh. This did not stop him. Oh, still like you, darling. Eventually, he sort of backed off a little bit insofar as he sent a drink to me from a random member of possibly bar staff, possibly just a random stranger, who looked rather nervous coming up to me and didn't quite know how to address me. Um, there's there's a drink for you, for you from the uh, the guy at the end of the bar. It's, it's, um, Miss, uh, uh, miss, it's, it's uh, miss, uh, miss, thank you. Um, uh, miss, uh, yeah, from the end of the end, end the, of the bar. The sleaze monster, thank you. Um, what is in this? It's fizzing ominously. Do you have a rapey drink disposal plant? It's, it's, it's over in the corner. Thank, thanks very much. And I just poured it in the plant. Ugh. The night went on. I hadn't heard from him for about an hour. My my friends came on to do their set, some wonderful back-to-back drum and bass. I'm having a little bit of a dance. And this guy just came over to me and he grabbed my left tit. And I went from, <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, not, just not interested, thank you very much, to get your fucking hands off my tits. <laughs> and he ran away very swiftly. Creeps. <laughs> 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 Have you played anything this week? I have played a few things. I've played some more Picross. Oh, how's I, that going? I, I finished the basic, normal, standard Picross Picross. I've moved on to Mega Picross, and I was wrong! It's not just bigger puzzles. It's a slightly different rule set, wherein you have bandage lines. Anyway, it's more Picross. Colour the things in with diff- following certain rules based on numbers at the ends of the rows and columns. And I also played Skyforce Reloaded, a oh, shmup yes. for the Switch. So the embargo is up on that now. What did you think? It's 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 very nice. Apparently it's uh, an old... or It's been ported from Android. Oh. It's very pretty. Um, so I'm quite impressed with that. I, I was enjoying it for a while. I got to a point where I... I didn't seem to be able to progress any further forward in in the uh, main mission set, so I was doing the same missions over and over and over, trying to unlock more areas, but I'm sort of stuck at about I think six or seven levels open. Um, I've got tons of power-ups from each level, I've done everything at at various difficulties now. Took me a while to work out where the difficulties were, (laughs) but I seem to have just ground to a halt because I'm not very good at schmaps. Yeah, this is a sort of top-down bullet hell, like, spaceship shooting things kind of game, isn't it? A bit of a... It's it's a twin-stick shooty. Far, far better than Vostok. Yes, hooray! um, Not good. (laughs) 
Hooray that this is a good top-downy shooty shmup. Yeah. I'm I'm sure if you are good at shmups, you will probably have a lot more fun with this than I am. And I have got to a point, but I got a good, I think, 10-15 hours out of it that I was very much enjoying. Possibly, possibly more than that. That is a pretty decent amount of time to get yeah. out of something. That's not half bad. No, it's it's pretty. There's lots of upgrades. Annoys <laughs> me upgrades. You, you, you've got more time out of that than I did out of one thing I played this week. <laughs> so the thing that definitely didn't get me 10 or 15 hours of experience is I played Her Majesty's Spiffing, which came mm. to PC and other platforms a while ago and has just been ported to the Switch. Mm. Uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game where you play two very British people on a spaceship trying to colonise other planets for for Her Majesty, Queen and Country. Oh, yes, very British. Um, Down with the monarchy. So I'll start with the positives. It's well written, and mm -hmm. for the most part, its puzzles make logical sense. It has a mix of self-referential, like, fourth-wall humour and British-centric humour, and the performances are all done well, and it looks mm. very shiny. But there's a couple of key problems <laughs> that, like, got in the way of it. So, first of all, it leans way too hard on the fourth-wall humour of knowing it's a point-and-click adventure game. Um... Mm -hmm. It commits the sin that some video games do where they point out like, oh, we're going to make you do this because that's what they make you do in video games and we mm. know it's arbitrary, but we're making you do it because it's a game. But then they still make you do the arbitrary thing that is pointless and mm. you just do because games do it. Like, it doesn't make it fun that it points out that like, oh, you're going to have to probably go and collect some arbitrary things and just combine them together until you find a combination that for some reason works. And, oh, I know that it looks like you should be able to pick up that item, but until you've done the arbitrary puzzle, you can't. Mm. And that got a bit annoying a little quicker than I would have liked. It feels like it's uh, mocking you for spending time with it. Yes. Uh, also, it's remarkably short. Okay. Um. I 100% completed it in about 90 minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, it is not a long point-and-click game. So there are two environments. You are on a ship where you accidentally spill some tea on the console and have to fix it. Hmm. Then you land on a planet. The French got there first. You have to take down their flag and put up the British flag. And that's the whole game. And it costs about £10. So it's... Okay. Like, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, it was fun, but I felt very sort of... In any other point-and-click game, this would have felt like the the prologue that was setting up whatever the big, like, ah, here's the big mission we've got to go on. Hmm. But it just kind of was... What, what felt like it should have been the intro was the whole experience. Mm. Uh, also, uh, apparently this has been fixed. I've not seen it myself yet, but when I played it uh, ahead of launch... The big issue I came across was that uh, as soon as you stepped outside of the spaceship, your infantry broke. And as such, during like the latter section of the game, I was continually running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because I couldn't just go into my inventory and select an item I wanted to use. And in a point and click, you do a lot of selecting yeah. items to do things with. So I would have to run across this planet, load back into the ship, equip the item, run back out of the ship, run back to where the puzzle was, try the item, didn't work, run back to the ship, switch for a different item, run back out. You have which... considerably more patience than I would for that. Yeah, like, 
it was only 90 minutes and that probably <laughs> mitigated how long it had to annoy me over that and that has apparently been fixed but at the time that was like I feel it's important to mention still because when mm. I say the game only took me about 90 minutes to finish that was with a lot of additional running back and forth because of a broken gameplay system so I wouldn't say that it was it, that that says great things for the game's length it's mm. I probably could have finished it quicker than the 90 minutes I finished it in. Concerning. Yeah, the time I had with it was really enjoyable. I just, it feels a bit hard to justify at that price. How much is it? Uh, about £10. <sighs> for about 90 minutes. And I believe you can already get this game like considerably cheaper on Steam. Like, how, ah. uh, Let me check how much it currently is on Steam quickly. No, correction, it is still £10 on Steam as well. Oh. Well, there um, we, go. we know a thing. But yeah, no, like, it, the time I had with it was, like, really positive. It was all really enjoyable. It just felt really short mm. and a bit too self-referential for, for my taste. Mm. So, yeah, that was the thing I played. Have you played anything else this week? That's all the things I played. Oh, I did play one other thing. In that case, uh, I finished playing Blossom Tales, that sort of 2D Zelda game I've been playing for a while. The The game was admittedly fairly short. There were only mm. the four dungeons or so. Um, I still got a decent amount of playtime out of that game. Uh, mm. The ending was predictable, but satisfying. Mm. The final boss fight was very rewarding. It was a good, difficult, challenging, but fair boss fight that I beat in a few attempts and felt like, yeah, no, I feel like I saved the world here. Nice. Uh, I feel very happy with my time I put into that game. I got a, probably a good 8 to 10 hours out of it, and I'm like, yeah, no, that. I feel like I got my money's worth for sure. Nice. So, yeah, that that is what I've been playing. Oh, I just remembered I did play one other thing I've not talked about yet. I need to talk about the story mode for genital jousting. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, so... People who follow video games might have seen the multiplayer of this uh, floating around for a couple of years, but it's a game where you play cartoon penises with 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 buttholes between the testicles. And I know this sounds gross, but just bear with me. And the whole idea is to wriggle around and try and penetrate each other. It's I it's, wasn't complaining. No, it's kind of it's it's kind of a silly idea, and people look at it and go, "He he he, that's penises going into things." Isn't that a bit of a funny thing for a competitive multiplayer game? Isn't, uh, it, isn't that how it works? So <laughs> put the penis it, in the thing. That's a competitive um, competitive multiplayer. <laughs> uh, so it just came out of of Steam early access, and one of the big things they did is they added a story mode, and no joke. The story mode in Genital Jousting might be the most sincere, sweet, heartfelt story about toxic masculinity and how that harms men and how men need to learn to be more open with their feelings and be more open with their other guy friends that I have ever seen in a video game. Nice. Yeah. Like, that, so considering that like the outer shell of this game is so like, he, 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 penises in butts, that's quite funny, he, he, he. Um, the story of the game follows this penis called John, um, who in my head, I, I put his surname as Thomas. Yeah. Um, yeah, you play this this penis called John, who I've headcanoned is called John Thomas, and mm -hmm. um, 
he's sort of a middle-aged guy who is clearly depressed. Uh, his life is not going well, and he's got a school reunion in a, in a few months. Ooh. He clearly has like a lot of emotional baggage. He keeps having nightmares about like remembering people at school telling him that he will he will always be unlovable. Which mm. is like quite some baggage to carry. Wow. And you're basically following this penis on his three month journey to try and find a date for the sc- for his school reunion so that people will think that he's cool and that like, you know, ah, he's not unlovable. Look, he's very much loved. So he does a lot of self improvement stuff. He he gets a promotion at work and he buys a lot of fancy things and mm. he goes travelling so that he's got stories mm. to tell. Uh, he goes to the gym and gets buff. And ultimately, none of these work to get him the love that he's seeking. Because the way that he treats his romance life is basically like friendship tokens. Like, if I pump Oof. enough points into this thing, then I someone's obligated to love me. Um, he, he, in many respects, he's a dick. He, 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 because he's a penis. Um... So, like, he gets his promotion at work and asks his co-worker out on a date, and then at the end of the date he insists on walking her home, and, you know, she doesn't invite him in for sex, which he feels quite let, you know, he feels quite let on about this. Um, Mm. He invites the woman who delivers his pizza to come in for a glass of wine, and she gets very anxious and leaves. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, stuff like that. It's, It's all things where he feels like he has earned romance and gets really like quite aggressive that he hasn't earned it yet and that no one mm. will love him and the whole resolution to this like story basically comes out of the fact that like no one ever actually told him that he was unlovable he asked someone out as a kid and when they turned him down he told them they were unlovable like, he was clearly taking something he believed about himself and pushed it outwards. Mm. And was like, no, no, that's you. Uh, and, like, externalized this whole thing that was just his own fears. Mm. And after this whole game of, like, playing as this this dick who, um, you know, creeps on women and feels like they owe him and feels like he, you know should, like, he was supposed to have these things that he doesn't have. Its ultimate resolution is him just having, like, a really nice bike ride with a male friend who, through the whole game, has been there, like, giving him phone calls and being like, hey, are you okay? Like, you look like you had a great time on your holidays, but it did go really suddenly without telling anyone, are you Mm. okay? And the whole way through this game, John's like, no, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be Ugh, I'm supposed to be hard. I'm not meant to be a softie, you know. <laughs> Feelings are uh, they're not they're not hard like like dicks are meant to be. And it just kind of the resolution is him just kind of talking to his friend and being like, "I need to talk about feelings." And then when Ooh. he explains everything he's done, he hears himself and he's like, "Yeah, I was a real dick there." And him and his his platonic male friend end up just exploring emotions together like they go they go and do a painting class and they do some sculpting and john goes and meets his friends like wife and kids and they watch titanic together and learn to cry and it's just it's all full of these like very silly vignettes of interactive things but the story is just this really sweet story about like 
the dangers of toxic masculinity and like a culture that tells men that they shouldn't talk about their feelings hmm. and that they that like if they do things right then they've they're entitled to things and yeah. how they need to just go like no just talk about your emotions with your friends hmm. so yeah no it's 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 only maybe an hour and a half long but I really recommend the story mode for genital jousting. It's silly, fun, but also a really good story about toxic masculinity. What's it available on? Uh, I I know it's available on PC. I don't think it's available on anything else yet that I'm aware of. And it's just more from genital jousting. It's not like an expand alone or anything. Uh, Yeah, it's just a standalone thing. Like if you get the game, the story mode is in there. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So there, there we go. Well, it's on Humble Store for three ninety nine. Awesome. Uh, I assume uh, one, that the... I do have a question about it. Um, the other characters are they all other penises? Yes, and I. This is the thing I forgot to say. All of the other characters are are penises. They're all okay. penises, including the women that he is romancing. There are female penises in that game. Well, not penises are penises are not inherently male. This is true. Indeed. Well well done, genital jousting, for having female penises. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochal justice warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Barry. All right, Larry. How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. It's going all right. How about you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Been up to much? No, I've not been up to too much. I, I've been doing a, I've been doing a bit of shouting online because there's been yeah. some, there's been some rather nasty uh, campaigns that I've come across that I, I thought that the days of them were gone, been and gone. But apparently, these rather nasty campaigns are alive and well, oh. and I, I reckon we should probably do a talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, what you've been encountering, mate? Uh, I've come across the uh, often insidious drop the B and drop oh. the T campaigns. Well, like I'm all for dropping the beat, but no, uh, no, no the bit, the B, not the beat. Oh, no, no, no they're dropping the B. It's a very bad thing, as opposed I, to dropping the beat, which is a good thing. I assume this is about separation of uh, the bisexual community from the LGBTQIA plus. Oh, indeed, as well as dropping the uh, the transgender community. Uh, both of these are separate, if if not somewhat interlinked, uh, campaigns where. Basically, be gotta be honest. The way it boils down to is, is lesbian and gay people. Some lesbian and gay people saying, you know, it'd be easier if we got rid of the bisexuals and the trans people from our community because then, you know, we we we're, we're sort of on top of things. You know, society's somewhat moving our direction. Let's just, you know, drop the problem groups. And it's it's a rather it's a rather troubling thing to see. A bit of an all right, I'm all right, Jack. I suppose, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not acceptable at all. Like you know, we have to remember that, that there were people from these these groups way back at the beginning. You know, the stone Stonewall riots started by a trans woman. Oh, indeed. Like an intersection is you know you got tra- trans woman of color. St- you know, one of the prominent Absolute. figures at Stonewall. And let's not forget that. Yeah. And see, the problem the problem I think is is it's it's an understandable situation that's to be fair brought on by people outside of the lgbt community like you've you've got people who are looking to you know make things difficult for transgender and bisexual people yeah, anyway yeah. And, tear them apart yeah and the way that they try and tear them apart is they put this idea out there that you know 
trans people and bisexual people are, you know, are bringing your your fight for rights down. They're making things harder for you. Wouldn't it be easier if you just didn't risk losing the progress you've made, you know, because they might take away your progress, you know, don't risk it, distance yourself, you know, keep the rights you've got and don't risk this other group taking them. And it's it's a false dichotomy because ultimately what, what some of these groups fail to see is if you split off, you know, the bisexuals and the trans people, it's not going to end there, is you're weakening a group of minority people that only has any clout because they're together, at which point you make it easier to take away those those rights for, for lesbian and gay people, you know, because you've weakened the group. You've, you, you know, if you weaken the group for some, you weaken it for all. Typic, typical divide and conquer tactics. Oh, indeed. You can read about in that, that Sung Tzu's Art of War and whatnot, can't you? It's, it's, oh, exactly. Divide and conquer is, is a classic tactic. Yeah. And I think I think people would be foolish to think that if you if you drop the bisexual and trans people from your like queer communities, that it's gonna make things any better for you, because ultimately it's just gonna mean that you have less people to defend you when, when they come for you. Well, it's yeah, it's like that poem in it, you know, first they first they came for the bisexuals and transsexuals. And I did nothing. I paraphrase and then, obviously. Yeah, and right, then oh, oh shit, they're coming for me now. Well, exactly, and and who's left to come for you? I mean, this is the point. There, America is already seeing a, a stripping back, or the beginnings of a stripping back of, of rights for LGBTQIA plus people. Oh, you know, well, it's, it's terrible. Oh, exactly, it is terrible. Like we're already we're we're starting to see things like um, American politicians and British politicians starting to push for. Well, if it's on religious regions, maybe we still can, you know, discriminate yeah, gay- yeah. against gays and lesbians. And, you know, on. it's a slippery slope that we all need to have solidarity together on. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, and for once it's a slippery slope, there's not a fallacy. Oh, exactly. Actually, it actually is a slippery slope when, you know, we allow ourselves to be divided, when we let them take away the rights of a few of us, you know. We're defending people who are just looking for their right to live exactly as they choose to be. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure people within those communities sometimes feel that they've been, you know, thrown under the bus or treated badly by people within other sections of that community. But, you know, we can't, you know, not not every action is, is necessarily, necessarily uh, badly motivated. It can be a lack of understanding, but I think we do need to try and understand each other more and accept each other more, and, and sort of huddle together for warmth, less perhaps as uh, necessarily just because we're queer people, but because we're human beings who deserve to be treated with uh, respect, dignity, and uh, not have the piss taken out of us, oh, uh, not threatened to, to lose our jobs, uh, not be uh, beaten up just because of who we are, or who we love, or what we're doing. Indeed, and also, while we're here, I might, m- must say... Remember everyone that's in the LGBT community, we've got to remind everyone that this does include people who are non-binary, people who are asexual, you know, there's a whole spectrum of not cisgender, not heterosexual people where, you know... All non-binaries. Oh, exactly. All the the non-genders. Exactly. There's there's a whole host of things going on and, like, we need to include them in this whole don't don't be pushing to drop those groups from queer, queer spaces. Absolutely. Drop the the word ally from it though. People who try and put ally in the LGBT thing, it's all oh, no. That's that's a bad one. <laughs> Be an ally. You don't need a letter or your own flag. Oh, indeed. Well, 
It's been a good chat once again. Always Lovely. is. I Lovely like my week. I like yeah. my week. Yeah, like, yeah. Give, give, hug. Oh yeah, good old hug. Yeah, give good old hug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good. I've been good playing. Ge- yeah. Oh no, if, if more people play genital jousting, then you know they they might be having good, comfortable hugs like us too. Whoa, whoa. We we can go play genital jousting now if you like. Oh, I'll do a bit of genital jousting here. Yeah, guess guess can't do some genital jousting anyway. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Oh. oh, oh! I like that they hugged and they're gonna go and play games together. Yeah, that's really sweet. I like these characters. I like Barry and Larry. I must say, I I love them even more now. They have names. Whoever it was that was like, they need names. I I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I agree now. Hello everyone and welcome to the world's only one word game show, One Word, where every question is a single word, no more, no less. I am back with our contestant. Introduce yourself for anyone tuning in at the ad break contestant. Alright, my name's Gregory, I'm from Acoxgrain. And are you ready to answer a bunch of one word questions in the hopes of winning one million pounds? Definitely. See, how difficult could it be? One word question, how many answers could there be? Are you ready? We're going to put some time on the clock. Question number one. When? Uh, March 1st, 1973. Sorry, the the answer was 1842. Just a general (sighs) 1842. Next question. What? Every particle or quantic entity may be partly described in terms not only of particles, but also of waves. No, the answer was a cheap can of dark fruit cider. Uh, next question. Why? Uh, because of, of the theories that arose to uh, observations which could not be reconciled with classical physics? No, it's because your granddad said so. Next question. Which? Uh, Scottish indie rock band uh, Franz Ferdinand. Ah, oh, so close it was Scotland. Not the oh. uh, uh, so close. Uh, you have really not been doing well, and at this point, your only chance of of securing a victory is the final question, the deal breaker, the final round. If you can get this question right, you will still walk home with three quarters of a million pound. You will get three quarters of the prize pot if you can get this final question. Are you ready? Yes. How? A large quantity of hallucinogenic mushrooms. Oh my goodness. You are today's winner. You have correctly guessed how. Thank you very much. You have won three quarters of a million pounds. Do you have a one word response for how you're feeling right now? No. And that's been another episode of One Word. I think that's what it was called. Thank you very much. We'll be with you again next time. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Was it called One Word? (laughs) I don't know. Do you need a bra? Yes. What kind of bra? Do you need a bra that is unable to remain in one place due to time constraints? Yeah. Can't wait, bra. Uh. Have you got any? Uh, I'm I'm trying to find them. I always put them somewhere, and I can never remember where I put my. I can never remember where I put my bras. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always know where mine are. They're on the bedroom uh, floor, <laughs> where I leave them. Uh. Do you need a bra? I do. Uh, that 
that will help you find the web address of that thing that you were watching the other night with them, and you just really can't remember the web address. I do. You got that link, bra? <laughs> do you need a bra with a dictaphone? <laughs> yes. What did I tell you, bra? <laughs> do you need a bra? The, very similar to that dictaphone bra, but it's just really smug about the fact that, like, you know, it it, it did inform you this would happen. And it has evidence, but it, do, it, it, it did inform you this would happen. Told you so, bra. Told you so, bra. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> do you need a bra that will provide a full psychological and medical profile of somebody nearby? Yes. What's your problem, bra? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a bra that helps you confirm for certain whether something was sarcastic or not? You kidding, bra? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think that will do us for this week. Hooray! That's another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Hurrah! Where can we uh, find you? Me? Yeah. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz, most places that have usernames, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. Uh, other than that, you can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk, where the week that this goes up, I will probably have a write-up on genital jousting will have gone up in the past week, and the week ahead of us will probably have a lot of me writing about video game statistics that we did a bunch of, like, working out factoids and stats about companies Ooh. i promise it's more interesting than it sounds <laughs> i i can i can give you a hint at how exciting it is we have such exciting statistical headlines next week as ps4 versus xbox one which statistically has the best games and which publisher has the best games and which one has the most reliable games stats all important, all important stats yeah Ooh. i can be found on stonemonkeyradio.blog I can be found on Twitter as at Maniac Janiac and on YouTube as Maniac Janiac. Woo! And with that, that's uh, another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers done. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>